Welcome to Practically a Fabring, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Prager. Practically a Fabring, and welcome back. Whew. Great to be here. All right, right in the midst of the Benini. This is this chapter, this this episode, the next couple episodes, you know. Keep on thinking Mayer's, like, peaked, and then he takes it to another level. But before we get there, do us a favor, subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, any of those places. Uh, share us with your friends, and reach out, consciouslythepodcast.gmail.com, or if you like social media, Instagram, Facebook, The Light Revealed, you can reach us there. Okay, so we're jumping right back into the Bainini, we're still <laughs> right in the first page, because it's such a rich chapter. Can't wait for you to hear it. All right, here we go. Practically, if I bring in, we are in Parakid Bays, and the chapter starts off with a very big expl- uh, exclamation. Vehabainani. We're here. We've arrived. Sefer Shalbainanim. The introductions are finished. Now we're ready to jump into the Kishkas. Maybe get real. So the point that we're really at at this in this juncture is the Alter Rebbe begins to discuss what it's like to be a Bainani, and he talks about how a Benini has certain experiences when he's in shul and when he's davening and when he's learning. And then his experience is vastly altered and changed once he leaves. Right. You know, maybe it was the tzaddik has kind of like a more consistent life. He's in the same mindset throughout his day. The Russia is also in the same mindset throughout his day. The Benini seems to be on some kind of roller coaster. So, what exactly is the author Rebbe talking about, and what is it we're supposed to take from that? That's where I'm left. I hear you. So, the, so like you said, the the the, the tzaddik, he's good. He comes, you know, he's like, oh, chakras, this is just beautiful. Oh, I get a bench, I get stalker. He's ecstatic every time there's a mitzvah coming. Anything good, or a person who's a tzaddik character in whatever they are excelling in when when that thing gets introduced to them they're on they're great things are fantastic the um the bainini he's not fantastic about it he's like i'm all in okay i'm in he's signing he's signing because he's committing every single time even though emotionally not 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 you know doesn't have necessarily a strong emotion but he's committed Himself, like we said, his thoughts, speech, and action, he's in. He's creating a new self. He doesn't have that emotion. But then he says that by davening, he could have that emotion. He says it's a time of connecting. God has made that available time where you can connect three times a day, you can connect to God. Then he says it goes back to the other side, it goes back to his regular self, so to speak. Was, he has, if he has lusts for certain things, he can be davening great, and then he comes out of show, and then unfortunately he can, he can, uh, he can fall again, and that's and something the the, the Alter wants a person to be very conscious of. It's that's the life that that's where you're at. That's the playing field. So how do we deal with that particular playing field? Over here, he introduces something that is probably one of the most important or the most important part in Chabad Chassidus, the relationship about davening. It's 
always been about davening. It's interesting that when the Balatan, the Alter Rebbe himself, he was like 20, 20 or 21, and he was genius, beyond genius, and he actually created a yeshiva and to be a member of his yeshiva. He had to know all Shas, Peskim, Alocha, Kabbalah, everything by heart, by in, like a small select of genius, a school of geniuses. And then it, his grandson repeats that he said to himself, he looked at himself, I'm 20, 21, I'm having yeshiva, that means um, I'm, that's it, no more growth, there's got to be another level. So he kind of decided that he's going to go on a journey. So he was not sure if he was going to go to Vilna, to the Gra, to go Gemara, maybe Nigla more, you know, Nigla, or he heard about the Magid in Mizrich, in the city of Mizrich, that they learned how to daven. So he was like, not sure, and then he goes, you know what, I know how to learn somewhat, so... Maybe I shouldn't, but davening is interesting. Let me go see there. And that's when he went there. Mm. Also, he made a rule with himself that he's going to have to learn also, see a new perspective and learning also. But the main thing was about davening, about connecting to God. And that's when he came back, they asked him, what did you find? He says, I found God. They go, well, you know? He goes, no, no, no. Then I knew, now I, now I know. <laughs> what does that mean? Everyone thinks about davening as a time where you ask for the things that you need. It's, you know, or there's an obligation, you have to go and say a few words and whatever, and then you ask for the thing, because that's when, which is true. It's, it's because it's schachav, that's the halacha, that's, the, that's, the, that's davening. But in Chassidus, it unpacks a much deeper part, that tefillah means connecting to Hashem. It's, it's simply putting aside time during the day, that God said, these are the times that I, I, I would like for you to now connect to me. Find a way. Find, it's, so what's the, what's the way? The way is contemplation. The way is thinking about it. Let me give you an example. Uh, what comes to mind is interesting. In Hayyem Yayim, the Rebbe speaks quotes from the previous Abba Rebbe that he said from his father that just like there is a chiyuv of putting on tefillin every single day, there's a chiyuv of thinking about our children for half an hour a day, of what they need, you know, their, their spiritual needs, half an hour a day. So once the Rebbe at a said, what is the... Why you just like there is tefillin? Why can you just say you have to think half an hour a day about uh, about uh, about your kids? So he said that the whole point of tefillin is that you put it on your head and you put it on your heart and by your heart. It's shibut haleva hamayach that you're in it both mentally and emotionally completely there for that half an hour. And it was not just oh, I'm thinking my kid looking at the clock. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, it's about a half an hour now. <laughs> I'm done. No, you have to do it. And like we learned in Tanya, in Perik Bays, that this is the this is the avenue of das. It's that we we forcefully we we it starts with mental, and then the emotion kicks in, where we forcefully start working on our heads to think about just this. This is the only thing I'm talking, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about my kids. So obviously in the beginning, this start, you get distracted mentally from this and that, and like everything else, if you continue to do it, you end up 
learning how to stay focused. And they want you to be focused for half an hour a day about our kids. Because then, all of a sudden, the kids and their issues become a reality to us. Real. The reason why we get distracted is because we have more important things in our minds. We might not admit that they're more important, but they are. That's why they keep surfacing. They keep take, dominating our minds because they are the most important thing. So when we start thinking about other things and making them, giving them the, the, the um, platform, dominance. the dominance that they deserve, then all of a sudden we're retraining ourselves and saying, no, this is important. My kid's important. The other thing can go back down to the bottom. It's not important. Right now I have to think about this. This is real. And that's how you develop a relationship. It's interesting that there was, when they're, in 1978, they had a heart attack. It was a very serious heart attack. Basically, the doctor at the time he's been interviewed since then said that in 1978, he basically thought that there doesn't have enough power to more than just say hello and goodbye and that was it. And he was like, sh like beyond shocked. And there was like, you know, how he was acting since then because physically he was so... So anyways, at one point they were like, your schedule is crazy. Like they were not sleep days, all ichidis, being with people, learning. He, he just, it was just, it was not a normal, nobody can survive doing that. So the, from a doctor's point of view, they're like, you have to, uh, they're like, let's look at your schedule and see what we can do. I, in reality, I don't think they did anything in there, but there was always, you have to listen to the doctors. Listen. So one of the things the doctor said, that when there was describing what things that he does, so one of the things he does is, Every day he had tea with his wife. And I don't remember how long. It was for a significant amount of time. And he said, that's not negotiable time. That to me is like tefillin. And then, I, I, you know, I made the connection. I'm sure that's the connection that I was explained it before. What does he mean like tefillin? I'm not just like spending time because we do Tuesday night going out night. And we do the, the 20 minutes that we are. I'm there like tefillin. <laughs> My head's there, my heart's there, I'm with, I'm spending quality time with my wife. And, and, and it's exemplary, the stories about the way she related to him and he related to her. It was just, it's unbelievable. Not the time for now, but the point is, a relationship needs to be developed for real emotions to start happening. So granted, there are certain people that are tzaddikim, and they're just inclined to be in those places. For those, for only. But for the things that are not there, that you're not, then, then it's the bane in the system. And if it's the bane in the system, you need, you need to put time. And that's what davening is. In Chassidus Chabad, the, the focus is that before you sit, before daven, it's all about before davening, where you actually sit and think about some type of godly concept that you learned in Chassidus. But not thinking about it in terms of learning, where you're anal analyzing what's right and what's wrong. But more, like the previous rabbi, rabbi says, it's more like looking at it, developing. Like, you know, you, you learn something and you say, oh, that's a beautiful concept. Stay with the beautiful part. Stay with the details. Stay with it. Not trying to analyze it deeper, but create a relationship where that thing can stay in your head. For, a long, for, for a meaningful period of time. Sometimes 20 minutes, or half an hour, whatever, five, start with two minutes, five minutes. So then all of a sudden in our brain, we're creating a space 
in our place where God exists. So even though the Benini naturally will go back to his previous thing, but if he continues fighting like this, then he will change. Then he's creating a new space. It's creating a space where things can, that's what he's saying, Bishas davening, and davening is a time of connecting. That's a real emotion. That's a real development. That's a real, that's a place where you're introducing God into our lives and it becomes real. The Gemara says that uh, Ganev, while he, uh, a robber, while he's breaking in, he calls out to God. He goes, God, help me. I, I shouldn't get caught. You're you, you, you listening to God, you're not listening to God. There's a, there's a disconnect between, there's a part of our brain that knows certain things, but it doesn't get the other part. The whole contemplation, the whole davening part, when he says davening, he means the contemplation, what the work that we do during davening, where you literally learn how to think about something and let it stay in your head, then all of a sudden you're bringing that part of a muna into the other parts of your brain. So then all of a sudden when the check doesn't come in that you're expecting, you don't fall apart right away. You have you, you created a new space, created a new relationship. And that's what he that's what's very important and he brings that over here. Later on in Chassidus, it's gonna talk about this concept of davening endlessly. But this is a requirement in the relationship that a person creates with God. Mm. Okay, so there's a few things I want to clarify for you and then just kind of reflect back. So we're talking about the, the Elder Rebbe introduces the Bainani, and it sounds like what you're proposing or what you're teaching is that the Elder Rebbe immediately moves towards the acknowledgement that the Bainani is in a certain transitionary existence where he experiences one thing during certain times and he experiences something else during other times. Whereas a tzaddik is kind of having a more unified experience. The Benini has, you know, goes to davening. When he's in davening, it's, a, it's an auspicious time for connection. It's a time where the things that are really important to him are given prominence and priority and therefore it's what he thinks about. But then when he leaves, when he's finished, he goes back to life and things become more confused. So part of what I heard you saying is that the Altareb is kind of also hinting at or alluding to the program for the Bainani, which means part of the promise, part of the journey of the Bainani is this journey of making an effort to give priority and prominence to the things that are important to you for the times that you can, which is not going to be all day long. Right? You're not going to sit and contemplate godliness all day long. But I guess the promise here and the instruction here, the program here that it's kind of laying out, is that for a person orienting themselves from a place of abenini is to set aside time, davening, and then you use the other example of the Friedrich Rebbe was talking about spending time contemplating the well-being of your children, their chinuch, and then the Rebbe talking about setting aside time to be connected and to be to give attention and focus in your marriage, in his marriage, and comparing those to tefillin, right, which is obviously very connected to davening. I'm assuming that's the, the parallel, the idea of putting on tefillin, because we put on tefillin when we daven in the morning. And the idea of the tefillin is that I'm dedicating my mind and my heart, my thoughts and my feelings toward godliness. So when I direct my attention towards an intense focus on those areas, that is where I begin to bring in 
the light that, that, that I'm driving at. That's where I'm kind of trying to get where I'm trying to get, you know, and part of what I heard you saying and you is that part of the promise for the Bainini or part of the journey for the Bainini is moving from a space where that time in between, so to speak, davening and in between davening, you know, like shrinks over time, meaning there's more and more capacity over time to direct focus and attention towards what has priority. So that even, so to speak, it sounds like you're saying, even when you leave shul, you could still be davening, right? So to speak, you're still in that mindset of what's, what has priority, what has focus, what, what is most important to you, what has dominance. It's funny. I said prominence. You said dominance. Dominance is an interesting word because we're talking about the dominance over the irkatana, right? Which is, we just introduced, right? So that, that is what gives dominance and prominence to what's important to godliness towards a relationship. And then there was another thing that you pointed out because a lot of people that daven, they'll look at, you know, someone close to me was saying this to me the other day. It's, It's just annoying. I just have to open the sitter and read words. I've you have very little idea of what it's talking about, and it just seems annoying. I'm happy to talk to God, and I'm happy to think about God, and I'm happy to do meditation, but just saying the words, why is this annoying? And part of what you, why, why, is, why am I spending so much time on that? Part of the answer, not that you're answering the entirety of that, but part of the answer that I heard you say is, first of all, or I guess I'm, I'm drawing from what you were saying, is first of all, that is part of the reason that Chabad puts a, a Chabad Hasidus puts a, a focus and attention on his bonanus before davening, which means to really think about Hasidic Torah teachings that a person has learned, not from a learning orientation, not from like a, a computation place of trying to figure out what it is the Torah is trying to say, what it is the Rebbe is trying to say, but to get across how, how does this relate to me? How am I connected to this? How can I direct my attention towards focusing on it? How can I block out the other kind of bells and whistles of my life and really kind of be consumed by this idea and this concept. And when you do that, and this is experientially kind of reflected for me, so I, I when you do that, it changes saying the words that you're saying out of the sitter that seem to have no meaning, and it gives them different meaning. But also part of the focus of, of saying those, saying the prayer, saying the liturgy, reading those, the words of Tehillim and davening, is to allow your mind to be totally absorbed by those things, which is valuable whether you consciously understand it or not. It's not even what's so important. The point is, is that I've given myself over to be completely, to give complete priority and prominence to something of holiness that relates to my relationship with God. I've kind of allowed God to be the most important thing for that half hour, just like the Friedrich Rebbe was talking about, making your kids the most important thing for that half hour where the Rebbe was talking about tea being the most important thing for that half hour. And that really changes the orientation and the way in which we answer that kind of question, aside from like, okay, it's nice to like learn what davening means. It's nice to study the Tehillim that davening is composed of davening, but it's a different davening when you kind of think about that fact. I am being invited into directing all of my attention, emotional and cognitive, mental, all of it, that attention toward God. And then when I come out of that experience, I'm not the same person that I was when I went in, when I do that, right? And anyone who practices or studies meditation knows that that's the case. Even if you're not like holding in the same level of intensity, but you're just not the same person anymore. So I don't have any so. So like that's what I was getting from what you were talking about. 
It's like it's like poetry. Like when when you don't get the point, why why are you writing these? It's it doesn't make any sense. Almost, it's just like it's a nuisance to read it. But right. Once you you get you know what you're trying to do. You know you have a, a vision of it. You have a vision, then the words are beautiful. And the interesting is that poetry, the meaning of poetry, can change also. You can have a different meaning. Two different people can have the different meanings, and the, both the words come alive. The words are all beautiful. Right. That's the beauty, and that's what davening also. Davening is the same words for everybody because the tone that you're going to put in it, all you're going in through when you start developing a relationship. You know, it's like when you love something, when a kid likes something, likes a toy, everything he sees is in the context of that toy. Right. Everything becomes in that framework. When you're, when you're obsessed with something, everything falls in. Somehow, everybody's talking about it and everything has to do with it. The same thing with davening. When you, right. when you become, you develop a relationship for, and you, you're contemplating, you're getting to, to appreciate concepts of God and, and, they, and, they, and they come from you part of who you are then when you read the words the words are all beautiful poetry taking bringing out different aspects of it it's a completely you sing it it's it's so i used to sing the davening it was it was a pleasurable experience because that's really what we need to do it has to be an enjoyable davening because you're developing a relationship we end up coming to hashemai said vahafta love god yeah of course you it's it's just natural uh after everything that you put, you know, the way you see in life and being thankful and realizing how the world works and, and, and God being a reality in it and not just a, a five-second thought about it. It's in the details. creates a whole different, uh, a whole different world. This is, a, this, is a very, this is a very hard... That's why Avoid, it says, the Gemara says, that the only thing, when it says the word Avoid, Avoid is Utfil, Avoid is Davening. Real work is Davening. Davening is work. What's the work? Just say the words. No, it's not. It's the job. It says, you know, an hour, an hour and a half before, an hour and a half after davening. Well, what's this hour? What are you spending three hours davening? It's X amount of words. Just read the words. It's not about the words. The words you have to say. But oh, it's, it's, it's the context and it's the, the energy that you've created that, that, that framed these words that now there's a relationship with God. Once there's a relationship, a real relationship with God, or in anybody for that matter, then everything is taken in context. Everything is different. You look at everything different. Like somebody was telling me recently about somebody who has a certain character. He goes, ah, I can't stand that character. So he said, what about what's his name that also has a character? He goes, nah, I like that guy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it's the framework. How you put it? Once he likes the guy, then all of a sudden the issues are not issues anymore. You know, when we are talking about life and to have betachin and have a moon and have all this to overcome and seeing things in a good, positive light, you have to develop a good relationship with God first. Okay, so part of part of what you're saying here is that okay. So first of all, you're you're framing a relationship with God as very as similar but very different from human relationships that we have. It, on the one hand, what you're saying is, okay, well, I mean, and this plays out in, in a relationship, when particularly in like early phases of a relationship or when a person, uh, for sure, like a, in, a, in a parent-child relationship, you're very preoccupied by someone that you truly love. You're thinking about them a lot. 
they're always there even when you're not thinking about them, you're thinking about them. So that's part of it, meaning that part of the relationship with God, part of the avoda of tefillah is to be totally, to really be able to like put blinders on and set aside everything else that is going on in your life to be kind of totally focused. But part of what you're saying is also that there's a certain poetry to tefillah, which means, and, and these interact with one another. I don't think they're two separate points, but I think that they are parallel um, co-occurring points that part of the investment in trying to like engage in tefillah is the willingness to engage something that is very ethereal. It's very like learning Tehillim is very different than learning anything else. It's something that I've found even like Mishlei, Kohelas, there's certain like, there's a poetry to those. Not that I've studied all of them in depth at all. So just to be clear, but, but, but I have studied some of it and it's just different. Like there's an idea that you're trying to get to when you're like learning Mishlei. Shlomo Melech is trying to like express right. an, idea, an idea, right? And you're trying to like comprehend that and, idea. And, and David Melech is just trying to connect. Right, he's, he's just saying, expressing, oh, himself. expressing himself. Right. And, right. and so like it could just like, like sometimes you just don't, like what the heck is he talking about? Or, or like you said, like sometimes it just means different things at different moments and that's okay. You know, it's almost like a translation of Tehillim is like a waste of time. You know, not that it, not that it is because, but even like you look at different translations of Tehillim, you can like look at it's ter- right. They're to- they're totally. You can have two different translators of Tehillim, and like literally, it's a different right. passage. It's a different parak. The parak means two totally different things. It's just very very odd, and and it sounds like you're saying Tefillah really is that, which makes sense because Tehillim is so much part of Tefillah. There's a part of it that that's that's kind of you can't put a box around it. It's an experiential thing. And you can't get it unless you're fully invested in it. But being invested in it is not, I mean, being, having those blinders on and having that tunnel vision and being totally there is not the only thing. Part of the thing is like, you have to bring yourself to the interaction. Also, just to take it, to, to make it more real, so to speak. You know, when, he's, when he says about thinking about your kids for half an hour, it's your kids. So that's why, you know, you can end up having an emotion. Your wife is also palga de gufa. It's half your soul. It's ha- it's connected. Later, I mean, we we already started in the beginning. Our, a Jew at the essence is chilka kama malmamish. So we're not just saying that the contemplation is you're going to start. You can do this to any single thing and create a create a, a right. crazy bond. We're just talking about the tools to unblock the relationship that you really do have. Right, meaning, meaning part of this is like you're you're talking about like connecting to life, right? Because Hashem is life, God is life, right? So we don't see it that way. Where God is the source of life, but more, more than that, it's you, right? It's reality. It's your. It's you. It's your. <laughs> it's me. It's, it's reality. Real, yeah. It's life. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. it's the space that I operate in, and me, and mm. so like it's it's not like a nothing from something, a something from nothing. Right, right, exactly. A new creation. It's not another something from no. nothing that I'm trying to connect with because I'm a different something. This is this is spiritual house cleaning. Wow! And so it's it's very intuitive then to understand why the altar Rebbe started there, like why he went right there at the beginning of Vehabenini. Yeah. Immediately you have to go to davening. Yeah, because somebody somebody would say come to davening and to say, well, listen, I don't have a relationship with God. I really don't. You know, I don't see the purpose, or I can't, or it's not happening. And it's like, what do you mean? You already have. 
it's in you. Right. The moon is part of you. Or they could say, listen, I have a relationship with God. He asks me to do stuff, and I do stuff. Yeah, but that's right? it, superficial. <laughs> but, but the point is, it's not superficial. It's actually right. your true self. Right, right, right. It's just this other nefesh Bahamis that's blocking that and it's becoming your present reality. And that's the part you have to learn to train, not to get rid of. We're just going to train, forge a new path in that Nefesh Bahamas that the Nefesh Bahamas itself realizes, actually, this is much better for me. This is good for me. Part of what, what you're putting forward here, which is really meaningful, is the realization that when we talk about the Bainini, we're not talking about a static personality. It's not a level that it's reached and then you're there. It's really a journey. That's how you're talking about the the bainini. Okay, you're, okay. Now we're talking about the bainini. What's the bainini? A journey. Where does the journey start? Davening, right? right. Tefillah, right. focus, and determination, and tension, and utilizing the times when things are right to really tap in, and then allowing that to spill over into the other areas of your life. That's so important. What you just said, and that's also you mentioned a few times, and that it, it should really be emphasized. Utilizing the times the way you said, utilizing the times that I allocated for it. You know, it's, it's like it's not like the middle of the day on a Tuesday night you're sitting on the side. No, it's there are times God sets aside time three times a day. Right. Get those are the times. Right. Which which requires discipline. Right. To stop, stop what you're doing, step away, give a minute. It's hard. It's not an easy thing. Right. But it's a worthwhile. Thing. And it's also like a relationship. When you want to connect to somebody, it's not when, okay, I'm ready now. Right. <laughs> Are we ready now? Right, right. It's set aside. setting the time. It's setting aside. Right, setting right, the time right. together. Right, right, Okay, wow. Thank you so much, man. That's awesome.